Good morning. As Pastor Jimmy already said, my name is Faith Foot, and I am so excited for the opportunity to speak with you guys on our CBU Takeover Sunday. Woo, yeah. <laughs> I mean, how cool is it to be a part of a church that allows the youth to use their spiritual gifts? I mean, this is just such a beautiful showing of the body of Christ. I mean, I love how we're not just a separate youth group, but we're all Crossbridge. So my family and I have been coming to Crossbridge since I was in like fourth grade. And in that time, I've served as a student leader in CB Youth and a volunteer in CB Kids and in greeting and setup and teardown teams. Um, in June, I graduated from Woodstown High School and I will be attending Liberty University studying Christian leadership and church ministries. I quite literally leave tomorrow and I move in on Tuesday. So it is just such a privilege to have the opportunity to speak um, right before I go, really just going out with a bang, I guess. <laughs> now, I'm going to be honest with you guys. If you can't already tell, I am pretty nervous. <laughs> but since I'm literally going to school for ministry, I figured I better get used to this. <sighs> now, to be allowed to preach here, you've got to say a certain statement. And I'm sure you've all heard it once or twice. But whether you are new to Crossbridge or have been coming for a while or you're in person or online, my hope and my prayer is the same for each and every one of you. And that is that you might find yourself taking one step closer to Jesus because that is what we are all about here at Crossbridge. Did I get that one right, Pastor Jimmy? <laughs> Today we are continuing in our stories, parables, little stories, major impacts. This series is all about taking a closer look at some of the stories Jesus used when he was teaching. And what I love so much about these stories is how Jesus tried to make them so simple that almost anyone could understand them, even kids and teenagers. Sometimes I wonder how I would have listened to Jesus if I was a kid in his time. I'm someone who's always wanted to come off a little more mature than I actually was. You know, when I was pretty young, I fell in love with the art of dance, and it just felt so natural to me. At my dance studio, I started moving up in levels at a pretty young age, and I was always one of the youngest in my class. So in an attempt to prove to those around me and to myself that I deserved to be there, I started dancing with maturity, and I tried to act more mature. You know, even in youth group, I was moved up to senior high when I was in middle school because there was literally two eighth grade girls. <laughs> now, I always liked hearing those phrases, Faith, you're so mature for your age, or Faith, I always forget that you're younger. You know, it felt good. But as much as I love and am grateful for the opportunities that I had at, young at a young age, I think that it stunted me a little bit. You know, trying to act more mature caused me to struggle with just letting go and having fun. I can remember when my friends were goofing off or being silly, you know, acting like they were supposed to at a young age. I, I was judging them. You know, that's not what maturity looks like, right? Has anyone else ever felt like this? I mean, this pressure to be more mature than you really were, or maybe someone else told you that you needed to act more mature? You guys can talk back to me a little bit. <laughs> good, good. I'm glad I'm not alone in this today. I wonder if a lot of this pressure that we put on ourselves or that others put on us 
comes from the problem that we all want or expect maturity without giving room for the growth that it requires. I think it happens in a lot of aspects of our life. It happens all the time in school. I mean, how many times have you struggled in a class because a teacher was just moving so fast and not giving you any time to learn? I remember the science teacher I had when I was in middle school. She would just throw some notes on the board, tell us to write them down, and then she would barely explain them. She expected seventh graders to understand the information with like three bullet points from a board. CB Youth, have you guys ever felt this with your parents? And for those parents in the room, I'm hoping this changes when you're an adult, right? Your parents don't keep doing this. <laughs> I mean, I know I'm not a parent yet, and I can't understand that point of view, but just think back to rem remember what it felt like when you were a kid. Now, this is not just a diss on my parents who are sitting right there. <laughs> and I did ask them if I could share this, <laughs> but I've definitely felt this at home. You know, I'm the kind of person who cries when I'm not only sad, but when I'm angry, when I'm frustrated, when I'm annoyed. I would do that thing where you literally work yourself up so much that you can't even breathe. And I can remember my parents, especially my dad, getting so frustrated because I would just cry at everything. You know, he would get so mad because that's not how he expresses his emotion. He didn't understand it. And while he might have never directly said it, it felt like he just expected me to be completely fine when I just didn't know how else to express my emotions. He expected maturity without giving room for growth. Now, our family has grown immensely since I was little, and I don't cry at every little thing anymore, and my dad and I are able to have some really cool conversations in which he does genuinely understand me. But can we all just agree that this idea of maturity is so hard to define? I mean, maybe it's just me, but I have no idea what maturity is supposed to look like or when it's supposed to happen. But for some reason, we all want it, don't we? And I think that's because we believe maturity comes with special benefits or more freedom. So when are we mature? Is it puberty? Once we've hit that box, are we mature? Is it when we've had our first relationship, then are we more mature? Is it when we graduate from high school or, for or from college? When we get married, buy a house? Who really knows? Guys, I don't think maturity is something we can just reach or arrive at. I don't think it's this magical day or some task that we can just complete. I believe maturity is a process, not a destination. Let me just say this one more time because I think it is just that important. Maturity is a process, not a destination. Now the big question is, what does Jesus say about maturity? This morning, I want to look at that little story that Jesus told about a mustard seed that Meg so wonderfully read for, for us. So if you have your Bible, would you turn with me to Mark chapter four? And as you're turning there, I think it's important to look at the background of the story and the context of why Jesus was saying it. So we're going to start even before he tells the parable in verse 10. When he was alone, the twelve and the others around him asked, about, asked him about the parables. Actually, as I was planning my message, I looked at this passage in a different way. 
Now, I always thought that Jesus was still teaching in the boat, like it says at the beginning of the chapter. But he wasn't. When he was in the boat, he was telling a story to everyone, including the disciples. And then he just kind of left it open-ended. The moment we're looking at is later on, when he was alone with just his close friends. Now, to me, it seems like the disciples were like, all right, Jesus, you've been sharing all these stories and teachings and stuff, but what do they mean? You know, how cool is it that the disciples were asking questions while they were alone with Jesus? It's almost like part of their maturing process included asking questions because they didn't understand what he was saying. So Jesus helps them understand the story from the boat and then goes on to help them understand with some other stories, which is where the parable of the mustard seed comes up. So as we look at our actual parable, I want you guys to keep this idea in mind that maturity is a process, not a destination. Let's start at verse 30. Again, he said, what shall we say the kingdom of God is like? Or what parable shall we use to describe it? It is like a mustard seed, which is the smallest of all seeds on earth. Yet when planted, it grows and becomes the largest of all garden plants with such big branches that the birds can perch in its shade. Now I know there's probably some scientific minds in here that are gonna wanna break down all the little specifics of the story. But let's not make this more complicated than Jesus does. We don't need to go and measure mustard seeds and declare they're technically not the smallest. And technically mustard seeds don't actually grow on trees, it's kind of these bushes of varying sizes. Let's not do that. Keep it simple. Remember, this isn't a biology lesson. This is a story teaching a kingdom lesson. Jesus is explaining the kingdom of God, saying that it is like a mustard seed. It is like this tiny seed that has great potential to grow into something much larger with branches that birds come and rest in. I also love when Jesus uses the mustard seed to explain our faith in Matthew 17. You know, how something so insignificant in size can move mountains. This idea is so crazy. I mean, how can we wrap our heads around the fact that something so small can have such a big impact? It's even harder to comprehend when all we do is look at those around us. I mean, we compare ourselves to others and wonder why we're not there yet. But guys, I promise you, the person that you keep comparing yourself to has, a, has their own set of problems. They're just as messed up as you and me. They have a lot of growing to do, only we just don't always see it. That's because no two people have the exact same walk to a mature faith. Different seeds are gonna grow at different rates. Jesus used a mustard seed as an illustration, but honestly, he could have used any seed. The basic stages of plant growth are pretty much the same. It's the length of time that differs. The listeners in that time would have completely understood what Jesus was talking about. You know, they didn't just go to their local shop, right, to get their produce. <laughs> they were farmers. They would have related to the fact that every plant goes through similar stages like seed to seedling to mature plant. 
this, the same is true for us as people. I mean, most of us go through pretty similar stages of physical development, but the time it takes is completely different. You know, there are markers in life to show that we're growing, though. On average, babies learn to walk between 12 and 18 months, and in that time, most usually begin to say a few words, and kids usually begin to read and write between the ages of five and seven. The typical age for girls to hit puberty is anywhere between eight and 13. For guys, that range is nine to like 40, I don't know. <laughs> Seriously though, our brains aren't even fully developed until around 25 years old. We all recognize that growing up is a process that looks different for every person. The same applies for our spiritual life, but for some reason we never seem to look at it that way. We expect ourselves to go from mustard seed to flourishing tree the second we start following Jesus. We want the destination, but not the process. So if Jesus tells us that our faith can grow and mature just like this little seed. I'm sure you're wondering, just like I was, well, how do I get there? How the heck do I know if I'm maturing? And just like we have markers in our physical life, I think there are some markers in our spiritual life as well. But remember what we just talked about. Everyone's path is different. Growth is going to look different for everyone. There's no set age that everyone needs to be checking off these markers. No two people are going to have the exact same walk to a mature faith. But there are certainly some healthy indicators that you can look for. One of our first markers that we're going to talk about is sharing your faith. Being open is one of the markers. I mean, if you openly declare that you are a Christian and you find yourself talking more and more about it, that's a good sign you're maturing. I mean, just think about how little kids get so excited to tell you their age. You know, they're always adding that one half or three quarters. They're excited about growing. And a mature Christian will be excited about sharing that faith with the people around them. Another marker that I want to look at is asking questions. I mean, asking questions and learning about your faith is a good sign that you're maturing. I mean, remember our passage, the disciples did this to Jesus. Just like little kids seem to ask endless amounts of questions about themselves and the world that they live in, a maturing faith will ask questions about the Bible, about what Jesus means and even about what's right and what's wrong. Which kind of takes us into our other marker, conviction. And I know that probably sounds a little weird because I think sometimes conviction can have a negative connotation. But let me explain this. Actually, remember one night at Bible study, Pastor Will asked the same question that he started every Bible study with. What's one thing God's been teaching you? And I remember Shane, one of our senior high boys, responded about how the things his friends did and said were a little more noticeable to him now. You know, the sinful things that they did didn't just pass his mind as easily as they had before. That was a sign of maturity. 
Guys, if you're feeling convicted about the sin in your life or the sin of the, in the lives around you, your faith is maturing. I know it's not easy, but it means the Holy Spirit is working in you. Which brings us to another marker, the fruit of the Spirit. When the Apostle Paul writes to the church in Galatia, he mentions how when we're maturing in our faith, just like a maturing fruit tree, we'll see the fruits of the Holy Spirit. You know, we'll be growing in amounts of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. If God's been working with you on bearing any of these things, you are growing. But since we're all maturing at different rates, some of these fruits will grow, you know, faster than others, depending on the season that you're in. Now, personally, this has been a season where God is teaching me a lot about patience and self-control. This summer, I've been babysitting five kids, Monday through Friday, all day. So I'm sure you can imagine how much God has taught me about being patient. <laughs> it has led me to constantly be thinking and trying to apply what I believe that Jesus is teaching us in this message. Maturity is a process, not a destination. Now that my summer of babysitting is over, I haven't reached peak patience. I'm not standing here as a completely patient person. And I'm never going to be. But I'm definitely more patient than I was in June because I'm growing. I'm not reaching a destination. I'm going through a process. This leads us to the last marker that we're going to talk about, one that Jesus mentions at the end of his parable in verse 32. Yet, when planted, it grows and becomes the largest of all garden plants with such big branches that the birds can perch in its shade. The last indicator of a growing faith is becoming a safe space for others. I mean, the last part of this parable talks about the birds coming and resting in the branches of mature trees. When our faith is maturing, it's going to impact the world around us. We're going to influence others. When you're growing with Jesus, you can be an outlet for those around you. Others can see something in you that feels safe and comforting. Our faith can be an inspiration. Now, if you're sitting here and looking at these markers and feeling discouraged, like you're not mature enough in your faith, can I remind you that Jesus doesn't expect us to be more mature than we are? If we look directly after the parable in Mark 4, verse 33, it says, with many similar parables, Jesus spoke the word to them as much as they could understand. As much as they could understand. Jesus knows that maturity takes time. He didn't expect the disciples to understand every single thing the first time he taught it to them. He doesn't expect this for us either. So don't expect it for yourself. Instead, celebrate where you are maturing. And keep taking one step towards Jesus. This passage really does just bring me so much hope for the church. I mean, regardless of our age, we can always be maturing in our faith. We can be learning from each other. Just like Proverbs 27 says, as iron sharpens iron, so another person sharpens another. 
let's learn from each other and help one another grow towards Christ. When you are younger, whether you are younger or older, we can be impacting one another. Teens, don't ever think you're unimportant or that your faith doesn't matter. You can be setting an example for the adults. I mean, remember what Paul wrote to Timothy. Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. CB Youth, let's set an example for Crossbridge. This will encourage and sharpen the adults of our church. And adults, Paul says almost the same thing to you in Titus chapter 2. He challenges the older men and women to train, encourage, and teach the younger ones. In verse 7, he says, In everything, set them an example by doing what is good. We need examples to follow. We want to know what following Jesus is going to look like as we get older. Crossbridge, this means we can all be encouraging each other, no matter how old you are. I don't know about you guys, but this excites me. I mean, this should fuel us to be bold, be open, and be encouraging with our faiths. Can you just imagine what our world or even just our church would look like if we all decided to live in a way that sets examples for one another? I mean, what if we weren't so focused on comparing ourselves to one another and expecting each other to be more mature than we really were? And instead, we just reminded ourselves how maturity is a process, not a destination. No matter what your faith journey looks like, I promise you that God can use it for the benefit of his kingdom. I want to encourage you to step out of your comfort zone a little bit and get involved. Start setting the example that you want to see. Volunteer in CB Kids or in CB Youth. I mean, personally, I'm just so thankful for people like Andy and Faith or Brett and Caitlin that have made huge impacts in my life and the lives of so many others by volunteering their time to hang out with us on Sunday and Wednesday nights. I mean, they've been an example for me, and they've been patient with me as I've been maturing in my faith. Can I encourage you to be patient with yourself and with others? Maturity takes time. Adults, be patient with us teenagers. I know we make you crazy, but we are still growing. We're still learning. We need time, grace, and encouragement to keep going. So don't give up on us. And teens, the adults need this too. I mean, I think we need to extend some patience and grace to those older than us. Because remember, they're still maturing in their faith too. Just because they're older doesn't mean they've arrived. The encouragement can go both ways. Now, as you guys leave today, some of our youth is going to be at the door with bags of mustard seeds. And I encourage you all to take one home. 
as a reminder that Jesus says these tiny seeds can grow into the largest plants. Remember that we're all going through the process of maturing in our faith. Use these mustard seeds as a reminder that maturity is a process and not a destination. Now before I close in prayer, I just want to say thank you. Thank you, Crossbridge, for allowing the youth to grow in their faith today. Thank you for stepping aside and allowing us to encourage you. And thank you for allowing me the opportunity to look at God's word with you. As Pastor Will comes back up for communion, would you guys join me in prayer? Heavenly Father, thank you. Wow, God, I am just in, so in awe of you today. I pray that your words were not mine, but I was simply just a vessel for your spirit to work in me. God, I pray that everyone can take a step in their faith today, Lord. I pray that we all can give ourselves some grace and remember that we're not going to reach some crazy destination, God, but each and every day we can take a step towards you. God, I thank you for being just a good, good father who values our faith no matter how old we are. God, I don't know much else to say other than thank you. I just, I love you, Lord, so much. And it's in your holy name I pray. Amen.